0: Hello 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 light workers welcome back to the goddess complex if you're new here welcome in i'm ashley your host and it is monday march 14th We are just ticking, ticking, ticking through time, guys. It's crazy talk. Crazy, crazy. So let's get right into it. Let's talk a little bit of astro. Let's pull some cards. Let's feel the vibe out. Let's see what we get. The highlight of the week is the full moon in Virgo. You know, I love some good Virgo energy. And I love some good Virgo energy because I am a spastic-ass Sagittarius son. (laughs) I'm tactless. I'm direct. I'm to the point. (laughs) And, you know, I also procrastinate. All these things. Kind of put the horse before the carriage. But that's what makes me who I am. But the reason why I love Virgonian energy is because Virgo, they pay such attention to detail. They are meticulous. And when they have a goal, they get there. And they take forever to get there sometimes, but they do it oh so perfectly. It's all about the smaller details of Virgo energy and Sagittarius energy could use some of that. We're much more a bigger picture sort of folk. Bigger picture is great and all but as they love to say, it's all in the details. The Thursday's episode coming out, it's going to be all about the full moon in Virgo. I'm super excited about it because we are just going to be leading into Virgo energy. I feel like out of all 12 of the zodiac signs, Virgo is one of those that doesn't get a whole lot of attention. And I feel like it's because... Virgo has these stereotypes of being OCD, being picky, being meticulous, being even maybe a little boring, right? So we're going to break down some of those stereotypes on Thursday, and we're just going to show some love to our Virgonian gods and goddesses, and I'm super excited. So if you have a lot of Virgo in your chart, make sure you tune into Thursday. If you want to learn more about Virgo, make sure you tune into Thursday. Our full moon is going to be in the sign of Virgo, so you all know the full moon is about releasing that which does not serve, right? it's It's a combination when we're dealing the full moon. It's a slow build, it's a slow creep. And so when we hit the full moon, it's like explosion, right? In the best way. So subconscious energy, subconscious energy. Sorry if you all can hear that. My dog and my cat are just playing up a storm today. Of course, they wait until I decide to record to just go a bit loco. (laughs) So I do apologize. All right. Um, Okay. So other than that, let's pull some cards. Let's see what we have going on. So I am working with my layered deck today. If you all follow me on the gram, which you should, Star Seed Shadows, you will know that sometimes I love to partake in a layered deck. Why, do you ask? Well, it makes the messages more clear. When you have two sets of 78 cards and you're getting the King of Wands twice, the King of Wands wants your attention. You know what I mean? So, yes. Um... This layered deck that I'm working with, um, they're both pretty well-known decks. This Might Hurt Tarot and the Modern Witch Tarot. I love them both equally as much, and they work super well together as well. So this uh, spread that I'm pulling is for Monday, March 14th through March 20th. As you all know, March 20th is a big, big day for the pagans, honey. It's Ostara, the sun enters Aries, it's the astrological new year. We are just celebrating this weekend, all of us, however we choose to practice, whatever sort of spiritual you are, right? You know that the 20th marks quite the beautiful day for all of us involved. So, you know, whatever you can do, jam-packed of energy. We have the full moon on the 18th, then we go right into the spring equinox on the 20th. We're preparing this week for that, as yesterday was daylight savings time. We are still working with that Mars-Venus conjunction. Jupiter is up in Pisces, hanging out next to Neptune, the Sun, and Mercury. Nice, fat little stellium in Pisces to work with as well. Really, really a lot of deep connection to our higher selves, my loves. Lots of deep connection to intuition. Pay attention to your dreams. Pay attention to your desires. Pay attention to your fears. Notice what scares you and notice why. Our queen of wands comes to say hi first right next to the emperor. Look at all this energy coming in right out of the gate, right? Our queen of wands is our host. She's our lovable energy. Everybody wants to hang out with her. Everybody wants to be next to her. Everybody wants to be near her, right? The queen of wands demands attention and respect. You know, that's really funny. I'm in the middle of watching, um, oh my God, what's it called? Inventing Anna. She's giving me very queen of wands. And you would think probably in the, the beginning episodes, and you guys, let me know if you agree with this. In the beginning episodes, it was very Queen of Swords. You know, she was described by Val as like this cold sort of energy. But right now I'm right in the middle of it. And the way she is working these people to manifest what the hell she wants is giving me such Queen of Wand vibes. How can you do that? How can you be that? How can you be the gregarious host of the party? How can you demand your audience, says the emperor who has everything in control, right? The emperor is the epitome of control. Where do you want to have more control in your life? The four of cups comes in right afterwards, upside down. Now, normally our four of cups can mean boredom, stagnant energy, not wanting something anymore, not wanting to do something anymore, not wanting to be somewhere anymore. It's interesting, right? The emperor is our fourth card in the tarot when we pull the four of cups. There is a connection between that. So if you don't know all the major arcana the numbers in the major arcana connect to all the minors. So For example, the threes and all the minors have a connection to the empress. The fours and all the minors have a connection to the emperor and so on. Okay. So when we're looking at the four of cups, that's coming in right after the emperor, the four of cups. Okay. Let's rewind. The emperor knows his place or her place or their place. I should say the emperor commands that, that, that rulership ability the emperor knows what's next for them to con- to succeed and for their their business for their kingdom for their rulership They know what they need to do in order to scale and become bigger and gain more control. Nothing is wrong with having control over your kingdom, my loves. Three of Pentacles comes in right side up right after Four of Cups, but we mustn't do it alone. We can't do it alone. Are you overworking alone? What I find to be fascinating is the Queen of Wands, she's pictured by herself. The Emperor is pictured by themselves. The Four of Cups is pictured by themselves. And then the Three of Pentacles comes in and we see people now joining, right? The Four of Cups coming in upside down. I'm tired of doing things the way I've been doing things. It's no longer bringing me joy. Doing things the way that I've been. It's almost like feeling like being the Queen of Wands might be a struggle for you, might be hard for you. Especially maybe this week, hard to get out of your comfort zone. Maybe go out, maybe do something that is not how you normally get down. And the embers coming in, reminding you like, hey, this is our kingdom. We have control over how things are run. We can still be amazing hosts. We can still have amazing experiences. We can still be amazing in our own right. We can still do things that scare us. Our queen of wands is quite adventurous. And we can always still have control. Four of Cups coming in upside down. Let's do something a little different. I don't like the way I'm doing things now. I'm over it. I'm bored. This is done with. It's done with. I'm over it. Let's bring some new people on the team, says the Three of Pentacles. Let's explore our friendships. Let's explore our relationships. Let's explore how we can have almost a symbiotic relationship where we are giving four into each other, right? Judgment comes in right afterwards. Interesting card, What's your judgment like? Whenever judgment comes in, that's exactly what's happening. Are, are you passing judgment? Are you judging the situation correctly? Are you judging all the, the partners, the pieces of the situation correctly? When, it, when we are going from being the queen of wands all the way to judgment, right? Are we using our best judgment or are we acting or reacting out of fear? That's really what it comes down to. Lots of questions to ask yourself. And as I look at the judgment card, it totally feels so Piscean to me, right? This feels like it. You know, this, this Egyptian sort of character is holding his Ankh, and there's a human underneath the Ankh, and the Ankh opens up into this um scale. And they're being judged, you know. This is the god of death here. They're they're being judged. This is uh, depicted in that this might hurt Tarot, by the way there all comes a time for us to be judged or do some judging or to really take a step back and look at how are we handling said situations? Are we queen of wandsing it and still in the pocket of control? And are we asking for help when there needs to be help? Are we kind of allowing things to be taken from us, right? Do we feel like we're the emperor upside down? Do we feel like we're just kind of going through the motions of things, but we have no control? That is a false narrative. So if that's how you feel, we must change that narrative. It's not true. It's not real. Okay yeah babe that's what i got for you interesting interesting spread uh be on the lookout for my stories as we all will be bringing in the spring equinox applications are sacred and sought after close out this week if you are ready to take your spiritual evolution to the next level apply darling apply there's a spot for you babe i will see you all on the gram come say hi don't be shy dm me email me and uh stay well